1360 KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. Right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM. As Trent and I spend the next couple of hours with you uh, talking the world of sports and localizing it, and we certainly can at this time of year just as best as we can. BMW Des Moines guest list here today. Only one guest in the first hour of the program. We'll be joined by the voice of the UNI Panthers. Panthers on the road. Big spot tomorrow in Loyola as they try and maintain their spot at the top of the Missouri Valley Conference standings. Uh, but a big game tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, ESPN2 has the TV of that one. We have the radio voice uh, joining us at 10.30. We will talk with Gary Rima. I'm excited about doing that. In the 11 o'clock hour, we'll do Iowa State with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Follow that up by Tom with Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com. And then we'll give you an opportunity to win some Claxons barbecue. We'll use the... Uh, don't you think we should use the four locals? I think so. I think... Uh... Important games in different realms for all four of them. Drake's got Evansville. This is, I mean, you don't want to give Evansville the team that Evansville finally finds the win column in the Valley this year. You don't want to be that team. Not at all. Yeah. Todd Licklider bringing his squad He's back, back baby. to the state of Iowa. The bells ring out and the banners fly. <laughs> uh, so we will uh, do that. And then the tiebreaker, I guess, total points in the NBA All Star game. That's a good one. I like it. Will you watch a minute of it? A minute, sure. Will you? Put the over under at five minutes. Have Give to me the under. You're, you're taking the under. Yeah, for sure. You don't do all star games outside of baseball. Outside of baseball, I'm out. Yeah, I have even no... your beloved hockey. No, I don't. I don't like it. Uh, it's I don't know. Too tricked up. Yeah, and maybe just need a break from the regular yeah, season and I all. Do. But I do love the baseball all star game. I always have. It means more than the others, at least to me. Uh, but uh, that's uh, neither here nor there. We'll get to that in July. Uh, so that's the uh, BMW Des Moines guest list here today. I guess we should start with last night. There's a lot of uh, Twitter that uh, season's over. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. We've seen this movie before. The Fran Fade is in uh, on full display. I can't go there yet, Trent. I just can't. This is a, what are they in the month of February now? Two and two, I want to say, in the month yep. of February. C.J. Frederick, I, I don't know if he doesn't get hurt if they win the basketball game. I mean, look, Indiana couldn't miss. Yeah, and Indiana tried at times to give that game away. I would just didn't have enough firepower. You know what, Trent? That was one of my takeaways in the game. I thought that this game, not that it was going to get away like Purdue did the week mm-hmm. before, but I thought that. You know, once they got to that double-digit lead, and they did early, and then they got it back again, and they held it for the final, whatever, 30-something minutes right. of the game, I thought that Iowa, they, at least they didn't go away. You're right. right. Yeah. They didn't tuck their tail. Mm-hmm. They kept This competing. isn't a moral victory. This isn't trying to find something positive. That's mm-hmm. not how I, I am. But I, I can't... Look, I saw it with my own two eyes. At least that's how I saw it. It's a quad one loss. It's, it's a quad not, one loss. It's not a bad right. loss. It's cost you one. Of the one through 12 that are important in the Big Ten, I think Indiana's probably 12th. I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota team they're going to see on Sunday is a better team in my mind. Now, this does elevate the, I guess, uh, not must win, but it certainly... 
You want? If I think most Hawkeye fans uh, wanted to split on these two roadies, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't get the first one, and we all thought that the second one was going to be the uh, most uh, difficult to win. But now you got to go on the road and beat Minnesota. But there are still, even though this in its in the single nature, this is not a bad loss. It's nothing to freak out about. But you look at the totality of this Iowa team on the road and how bad it's how bad it's been defensively. Mm-hmm. Eighty nine points given up last night. Of course, Purdue. 104. Mm-hmm. And, and Indiana had a uh, had their season high in the first half in the Big Ten right. play last night with 49. 82 against Maryland. They give up, well, Northwestern, there's the one win. They only gave up 62 in that one, but 76 to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You give up 89 in the neutral floor game against Penn State. This has been, of course, Michigan back in December, 103. This has been a bad defensive team on the road. They've uh-huh. been okay at home. right? You look at that, but that split is significant. What's the reason behind it? How can you be, I mean, I they are know. awful, yes. awful defensively right. on the road. You cannot slice it any other way, mm-hmm. and they're adequate at home. How can that divide be that, you got your home fans, they get behind, it can't just be if that. If we can find can the answer to that, we should let them know, because I'm sure they're searching for it as well. I don't know, Trent. Do you have, do you have a, I honestly, you There's no theory me. that makes sense uh-huh. outside of, yeah, they get more energized at home, and yeah. they're willing to play, you know. I guess they haven't had C.J. Frederick, one of their better perimeter defenders, for really two of those games. Mm-hmm. Penn State didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. And, and where did he go out last night? Six minutes, five right. minutes left in the first half, so you know, 25 minutes or so he missed a playing time in the game. So they didn't have him there. They didn't mm-hmm. have him in the Nebraska loss. I, I, but they had him, and Green was filling it up early. I mean, Trent, my oh, God. They, a guy that came in, you know what he was shooting in Big Ten play coming in? 30% from three. Was he really? <laughs> and what, he start four for He's four? He's tossing in threes from all over the place. Crazy. Hand in the face doesn't matter. Now no, a couple of them were open, too. Uh-huh. But there was a couple, like you say, uh, hand in the face, almost getting on the verge of falling out of bounds, throws it up, swish. So you said, coming up this weekend, Sunday, in the Minnesota game, mm-hmm. important. I, I don't even see it that way, because road victories are so difficult in any conference, so the Big mm-hmm. Ten's taken it to another level. To me, the importance is next week against Ohio State. Yeah, It's the Purdue and Penn State games right. at home. They lose those games or a couple of those games, then it's time to freak out. Mm-hmm. I know when we get here Monday, and when the show starts, and if Iowa has, has lost to Minnesota, the freak out is going to be going to another level than mm. even after what yeah. we saw after last night. That's just it's the nature of the beast. I will not be in that camp. I will not be in that camp. But if they lose to Ohio State this at week home, at home, right? That's when you're really hitting the panic button. No, I I get it. I mean, it's starting. You're starting. The Twitter's bad. I mean, I, yeah. I I hate to see players' moms come out and defend them. Right. Yeah. Rally Till wasn't good last night. No, I and he I know, had, and I wasn't going to say whose mom well, was. So that's on you. I will. I will. <laughs> but he wasn't. He was not yeah. good last night. He had been good in the past, and there were when he's come in and been yes. asked to play a few minutes. Trent, we we said it early in the week. There's no doubt he yeah. has had good games. Last night, though. Was not one of them. No, we camp same way. I mean, we yes. camp with the exception of the end of the basketball He's game when he got free throws in the first half. That's what stood out to me, Trent. I mean, the free throws. And what? we talked about that going into the game last night. Just how big his divide has yeah. been at home versus on the road. This is a team wide epidemic right it now. Is. Just how bad it is. It is. You want to know an impossible world. question to answer? Who means more to their team, Luca Garza or Tyrese Halliburton? Oh boy. I mean, it's impossible to. They play different positions. They're yeah, different yeah. players. But you get my point. I mean, they, they are as important as to their team as anybody in college. Well, it's crazy. Ty- but here's the thing. Tyrese Halliburton, they were bad with him. True, but they were better with him. I mean, look at a night in and night out. This guy's going to he's going to play every single one of the minutes available. But Luka Garza, they're an NCAA tournament team mm-hmm. with him. Without him, they're awful. 
Yeah. They don't have enough scoring, and especially without Frederick Well, out they there. didn't have a secondary guy, and Bolton came on a little bit, but mm-hmm. he hasn't taken it up. And Wieskamp most nights is that guy. And when it's not that guy, Frederick is chipping in, and, and he's, been, he's been solid. And Toussaint's had his moments, but Iowa State doesn't have that, that third option when they really don't have a... They've got a two and a half option. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's there's not a whole lot back behind that one. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a frustrating weekend if Iowa falls again to Minnesota. Like I said, I'm not hitting the panic button if that happens because it it's on the road. Way, right. Because right. of the road. But I understand. I understand some of the Yanks happening right now inside the fan base and going to well, it's the just because they've seen it before, right? right. And that that's the thing that's also frustrating is there was isn't one aspect that you can look at. Well, the defense just falls apart in February, or the offense hits a wall and they fall apart. Whatever it may be, mm-hmm. there's not one thing when you look at each of those sin- seasons individually that you point at and say, this is the reason for it, and this is how you fix it. I guess big picture, when I look at it, and if we do get another fade out of this team this year, what I would look at is maybe what they're doing in terms of endurance, weight training, something like that, mm-hmm. because though it's been different reasons on the hardwood that it's happened, it's happened multiple times. And when it's happened multiple times, you have to find a way why these guys are struggling so much in February, why it continues to happen. If it plays out that way, that's something that Fran's going to have to reevaluate. No, you're right, and he's going to have to answer it, and he's going to have to come up with that answer because I, I certainly don't know it. Look, I think he's done a terrific job with the, with, the, with oh, this no roster. Doubt. Yes, I mean, you know, nobody saw Nunji coming. Bohannon kind of expected mm-hmm. it to play out the way that it did. And then if Frederick has gone for any length of time, and uh, the press conference after the basketball game on the Big Ten Network, and I know Leistakow was there and Halas was there from the Cedar Rapids Gazette, n- nothing definitive other than we don't think it's good. Right. Right. It, oh, that's, that's when you hear that. That's yeah. time to be concerned. I think at the very least, it was an ankle injury. He was holding up high. Mm-hmm. This is again playing radio doctor here, but yeah, we've done that a lot this week. High ankle sprain. High ankle sprains are not something you just jump back from in a week or two. Right. No. This is something that lingers. I mean, we're talking significant three, four, five weeks, and if you're getting into that... But we thought that the first time he was hurt, remember? Then that's boom, right. he's back on the floor. And that was a foot injury, so that is different, but yeah, that's some, that was something that they at least initially thought it was going to mm-hmm. be significant, and he worked his way back. It doesn't feel like there's any similarities here, that any reasoning. He had the bad foot, and that led to the ankle injury. Just, no, I don't think so. This was a mini trend. He went down, he wasn't touched. Right. Just a, a complete fluke that it didn't step on anybody else's foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever the, was the defender that was in front of him didn't step on him. Just he just took a bad step. The ankle rolled over and uh, down he went. And the, um, the the broadcast team never saw it. Right. Yeah. They they didn't. They, they were kind of surprised to see. Uh, oh, there's a Hawkeye at the end of the end of the floor writhing in pain. And then they uh, finally figured out who it was in Frederick. But. Um, he can't go. We shall see. What do you do? Do you put Greener in the starting lineup? Or do you put Evelyn in the starting lineup. Well, Who do you Evelyn go? wasn't bad last night, Trent. Yeah. It wasn't great by any means. Had some bad turnovers. He did well. The one that he the double dribble. Oh. My God, that was nasty. But. You know, you know who was second on the team in scoring after the first twenty minutes? We our uh, Garza had twenty one. You know who had uh, six? Was the uh, uh, was the second uh, who highest? Was it? it was Bakari Evelyn. Okay, Evelyn, not Wieskamp. Not Wieskamp. Not Tucson. Not McCaffrey. Evelyn. That's concerning too. That is concerning. So whatever direction you go, you need to get more. Those guys are both seniors. 
at this point in the season, those are the guys, they're not great players. They're mm-hmm. not guys that you're going to rely on game in and game out. But how many times have we seen seniors late in their final season, oh, all the, the light time. bulb yes. comes on. They and all realize this... the sand is almost yes. out of their eligibility hourglass. And that is the time uh-huh. you need those guys. Even if one of them can step up and average 9, 10 points here mm-hmm. the rest of the way, that's going to go a long, long ways. You know what you're going to get out of Garza. At least at home, you know what you're going to get He's out of unbelievable, Weiss Trent. This, this kid is unbelievable to watch. It doesn't matter what kind of defense you throw at uh-uh. him. Some teams double, other teams don't. They throw all kinds of different things, and it doesn't matter the defense. He just finds a way to score. The conditioning program that he went through yeah. this, I mean, this guy is dead fit. Look what he's doing. Not only is he playing 40 minutes a night, he's playing 40 minutes with a bunch of Hawkeyes on his back. Yes. Right? Yeah. Everything goes through him, and he he's fine with it. They didn't shoot the ball well outside of Luca Garza. Luca Garza. When your center mm-hmm. is the only guy shooting the ball well from the outside, well, you're going to lose by 12 right. on the road. Hit a couple of really big threes in the yeah. basketball game. They only made four. He made three of them, for crying out loud. Wieskamp made the other one. but that corner uh, three early and yeah. nothing outside of that. Nothing. Uh, so disappointing night, I guess. I thought it was a winnable game. I'll be honest. I thought it that still they was a go- winnable game. And that, like you said... They didn't give up. They kept chipping, they but they did. never could kind of get over what the What did hump. you think about the technical? At the time, they're down 12. It felt like here they come with this little, maybe mm-hmm. little burst, try to get back into it. Look, it was a bad miss. It was. It was it a goaltend. It was clearly goaltending. The right. guy slapped the... How could... If you didn't see it, what did that... What did, Maybe I mean, maybe I better tap the brakes here. There's... How many people were in the building? 17,000 right. plus last night. So maybe you wouldn't hear him... It's not like he just touched the or brushed the backboard. Mm-hmm. He slapped the backboard. It's not a very good Indiana team. No, they're not. They got one guy. Yeah. Well, they had two last night. Green, Green was went unbelievable. Off. Right. And seven three pointers. Yeah. I think he had eleven in Big Ten. Finnessy's okay, but Jackson yeah. Davis is that is that entire team uh, to me, anyways. I hope he's a lottery pick. Get him. Oh, out I of think he team. is. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, I think he's. I, I don't think he's going to come back for a sophomore year. I mean, he's really his his. Uh, arc of mm-hmm. improvement this year has been unbelievable. But Green's brother, Danny Green, was in the building last night, and maybe that got him going. Although he's had those kind of shooting nights before in his career, but uh, my God, he couldn't miss. So, current projections in the Big Ten. Uh, this is from Ken Pomeroy. Maryland-Penn State tied for the championship at 14-6. and six. How about Maryland-Michigan State this weekend? We get that way. game twice here the remaining couple of weeks. We do? Those two teams. So yeah, they've got to go back to Maryland? Yes. I, I wow. love that part of the schedule. That's how it's played out at 14-6. and six. Michigan State a game back at 17-3. and three. Illinois 12-8. and eight. And then a three-way tie for fifth place with Iowa Rutgers and Wisconsin at 11 and 9. Is there a team toward the I guess there is one for me so I'm actually, I want to know from you is there a team toward the bottom of the Big 10 standings that cuz we're all looking well no, we're not all but if you like to gamble on mm-hmm. futures and you're looking you're shopping for a price is there a team toward the bottom of the standings that maybe catch your eye and might be that team and I think you've been talking about them earlier this week and maybe I believe you have um but I'm looking at Michigan that's exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah. you've heard me mention Michigan. You have. Yeah. You did on the TV show for sure. Yeah, and I jumped on this a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. even before Livers came back, just because I thought the price was too good. It was seventy-five to one for the win to national championship. I still don't know if well, I mean, that team in November certainly yeah. could have. There was a November national championship; they right. would have been right up there in consideration. Teskey, Xavier Simpson, the way uh-huh. he runs teams, and of course, their best scorer is Isaiah Livers. With him out there, I'm taking a lot of looks at Michigan. Speaking of those national championship odds, though, they have dipped since Livers has come back. 
is down to 50 to 1 now. That's still a pretty good price. Look, I don't think they're going to. Well, we, there's no good team. Maybe they will. And you give yourself a hedging opportunity. Uh, you get yeah, a price like fair that. Point. And you can if make that a profit a number. Out of that. that's, a, that's a great they point. They make a run even to the Elite Eight Final Four. You can start hedging and, and guarantee yourself a profit. That's a good way to look at it. So the double buy situation, which is uh, paramount, I think, for the Hawks. I mean, you clearly want that. That last night didn't help them. What do they need to do now? Do, do do you know? I mean, there's so much there's so much basketball to be played, right? It's, yes, it's kind of impossible to to take a look and to forecast. Hold serve at home. Mm-hmm. By so, the way, you mentioned at home. There's only one weekend home game left. Penn State, yes, 29th of February. Our buddy, Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net, has given us a pair of tickets to give away. Oh, excellent. And it's already sold out, so we've got... And we'll do that... Uh, what's the game before that? Is it Michigan State? Yeah, that Tuesday is. night. Yep. So we'll do that that contest that we do online. Okay. Uh, we'll have that put up. But yeah, we've got a pair of tickets to give away at kxno.com. If you're a Hawkeye fan, you want to see Penn State... The final weekend game at Carver of the season. We'll do that uh, for the Michigan State game. So they hold serve at home. That's three victories. And then steal. Let me get one the schedule from you. Hang on one second. Let me get it in front. I'm, that I'm means not going four and two down the stretch. Well, that seems. T- so Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue. All at home. All at home. Hold serve there. Of the three, I mean, you you want to you want to get back at Purdue, right? Purdue you embarrassed you, so I, I I like their chances there. I like their chances. Ohio State's okay, not great. Penn State's Penn State's salty. They're playing and Penn State's ri- winning on the road. Too. Yes, they are. Yeah, they've. Well, that's t- an eleven o'clock tip in the morning. Eleven oh, really? o'clock in the morning. So if you're really bas- a basketball junkie in an hour state. Mm-hmm. You're at Carver at 11. Mm-hmm. You're out of there at 115 in the car back on the interstate, 130 quarter to the two, to the Nap Center. Oh, I see. The double dip. And Panthers, Bulldogs, that game's got a chance to be, like, I, the Bulldogs are just going to be laying in wait for the Panthers if they come in with, you know, win this, win the conference, yes. dot, dot, dot. Um, but that's going to be a pretty big day in in in, uh, in our state, right? and it's going to get even bigger if uh, you and I continue to right. serve. They got a big one tomorrow, Trent. We're going to hear from Gary Ryman coming yeah. up in about ten minutes. The voice of the Panthers. That was a an overtime game when they played at the McLeod Center, and this team, you know, in preparation for having Ryman on, I went and looked at it again. This was maybe AJ Green's worst performance of the year. They did a really good job defensively they did. on him. Boatload of turnovers. Yeah. Didn't shoot the ball well. And I'm guessing that they're going to uh, employ a similar strategy yeah. tomorrow night. That's what Loyal is. I mean, you remember the Final Four run from a yes. couple of years ago. It's not about great elite offense. It's mm-hmm. about physicality. It's about toughness. It's about getting up into the jersey of the opponent on that end of the floor. And that's what Loyal is going to do. Banged out Genteel Center, by the way. Right. Kevin Sold Lehman's out. got the color right. I think so. Didn't yeah. you tell me that? I think he. Yeah, I think he's heading over to Chicago. I think he for is that too. One. As I remember back through the week, kind of been a busy week. So uh, you've had a lot going on, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's state early. wrestling coming up next week. Yeah. You were you doing Murph and Andy all week long. You doing it again today? I will be for the first hour. Then I got Valentine's party with the little one. Ella's Valentine's party with her. When's class. Valentine's Day? Today. Happy Valentine's well, Day. I thank you, Trent. I probably should have. Uh... <laughs> Scrunch, nothing for her, huh? Not this year. No? We'll do the same way you do at Christmas. We'll just, like any other day. Handshake and uh, yeah. well, maybe pat, a pat on, the, on back. the back. We're pat, yeah. Pat a girl? I think I know her well enough. I pat her on the back. Pat her on the back. Yeah. Look at you.
really romantic. Hopeless huh? over there. I really am. Uh, anyways, uh, so um, so you uh, your daughter's Valentine's Day party, yes, and then and I'll then, be back here helping out with the fanatics for a little while. Holy mackerel! And then uh, we have the they're daddy, getting their no money's worth out of you, <laughs> daddy daughter dance. Then this evening, so really, we got a lot going on. Yeah, it's it's been a crazy week. So do you but, get dressed up for the da- daddy? Yeah, daughter? yeah, I'll put on a tie. How long have they been? Well, I didn't have a daughter, right? I, right. Um, there was no girls in in the house. So how long has Daddy Daughter Dance been a thing? Has it been? I, I probably heard about it maybe about a decade ago. Did you? Like, and maybe that was just because some of my friends were having daughters right. that age, and that's what kind of led to it. I don't know if it goes back even further than well, that. Well, I know. Look at I, look at I. My I had sisters, but Daddy Daughter Dance wasn't a thing in, in the sixties or seventies. Right. Guess. For me, I don't know. I it's know. fun though. It's fun. Yeah. Good. Uh, last year went for the first time. My daughter. I remember seeing the pictures. Yeah. Actually, I think you put them on Twitter. She didn't want to dance with me. She just wanted to dance with the other little girls and is that right? Have a fun. We go and that's a good time. Go yeah. out for a date. We'll go get a bite to eat. Now, is there an got... open bar? No, <laughs> this is through our church. So, oh no, that... yeah, no, no open bar. Unfortunately, on that side of it. But my wife brought it up to me because in the past it hasn't been on Valentine's Day, the actual Valentine's Day that we've gone. But because tonight is Valentine's. We're not going anywhere nice, that's for sure. Trent, good luck getting a reservation, right? right? I mean, if we're, we're looking at, so? we might be hitting McDonald's, I don't know. We'll see what mm-hmm. we'll see what Ella has to say of where she wants to go. But uh, One of our Twitter followers was panicking earlier in the week when they realized that it's today's, might have been Bloom. Yeah, Valentine's Day. And didn't have reservation. I don't remember, one of them anyways. But can you imagine, I mean, if you're in the service industry tonight, you've been, uh-huh. this one's been circled on your calendar for a while, right? Valentine's falling on a Friday. Huge. Yeah, that's big. And it's going to skip Saturday because it's a leap year, and it goes right to Sunday next year. Oh, yeah, so look at you. You. Uh, you, you love your calendars. I'm into the calendar. <laughs> I'm surprised, speaking of the calendar, we're all here on Monday on President's Day. You're surprised by that? Well, didn't we have MLK Day off? Well, there were some other circumstances. Oh, that was that week. Yes, that's true. There were other yeah. circumstances that led so to that. So we would have been here is what you're saying. If uh, I'm going to probably guess. Yeah, you're 100% right. Case. I forgot all about that. President's yeah. Day. Yeah, but we'll be here on President's Day. What are you going to do to celebrate President's Day? Well, I'm sure that um, when I get home, there's a bunch of sports going on, right? Don't uh, don't the NHL oh. and the NBA usually play on... on uh, uh, I know they do on MLK Day. They do on MLK Day. By the way, Day. in hockey last night, and I know this is the second straight day we've talked hockey in the first segment. I don't want to linger on it. I saw something I've maybe never seen in 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 the in watching NHL games, and I have since I, I was four, which is 1962. A guy kicked a dude what? with his skate. What? Like I mean, they were both on the ice and kicked him. Zach Cassian's his name. He's a you would call him a goon because he fights, but he's 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 got some skill, okay. right? He's not Tom Wilson for the Capitals, who is a real fighter, but he can really play. But he kicked the guy. He's sitting on the ice, and he... Like a kung fu move? Yes, like a kung fu kick right in the chest. <laughs> I've never seen it before. Your, your sport is an odd one. There is odd stories that come out of that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've seen like the skate come up. A guy kind of oh, gets toppled yeah. over. and Well, Google, if you're sitting... No, don't do this. I was going to tell you to Google, Google Clint Malarchuk of the Buffalo Sabres in That sounds 19- like a hockey guy right there. Clint Malarchuk? Clint Malarchuk's jugular vein was slashed. That's the one that I was thinking of, yeah. And it was... Late 70s, early 80s, it was flamed for the Buffalo Sabres. But it wasn't a kung fu kick. No, it was accidental. It. It was what, clearly what's a, this guy thinking? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's, he just kicked him. It's, it's like a, a kung fu kick with a skate. It's a weapon. Right. A sharp skate. Right. 
That's incredible. No NBA uh, on President's Day. There is. Oh, it's, it's All-Star, All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend. Yeah, they don't get back until Thursday. Okay, go one better. All right, let's go to the Give hockey. Give me a little puck action in the afternoon. Hockey schedule on Monday. You're looking for something when you get home on President's Day. No mail for you that day. Couple of three o'clock games, three of them in fact. All right, the Flames hosting the Ducks, okay. Coyotes at home for the Islanders, and Sharks Panthers in San Jose. All right, take the first one, the Canadian team. The Flames in there. Uh, anyways, all right. Speaking of hockey, we've gotten and we're not going to do it right now, but we have a four pack of tickets away to give away. We'll probably do it maybe late in the first hour. We've got four tickets to to the Iowa Wild on Saturday night. Now there's a concert. After the game, mm-hmm. on Saturday. again, we're not doing this now, but uh, just to give you a heads up, Joe O'Donnell, who joined us yesterday, uh, clued us in that there are already over 12,000 tickets sold for this game. That's awesome. The guy's name is Eli Young, the Eli Young Band. Okay. Are you familiar with Eli's body of work? No. Does Does he play grunge music from the early 1990s? I don't know. Then I probably I, wouldn't know him. I think he's a country act. Oh, then I definitely would not know him. But apparently, uh, this is uh, this is a real good get. Apparently, for the Iowa Wild, it's a six o'clock puck drop, a little bit earlier than your normal. Right, with the so seven the game's o'clock. over at eight thirty. The mm-hmm. concert by the time they, I mean, I don't know what they do to the ice. They obviously got to bring a stage onto the ice. Um, I don't know what the, what the the lapse in time would be from the time that the the horn sounds. There goes the bell. The game is over. Well, the beer has sales have to continue. Oh, then, sure, right? for the concert. I was yeah. Saying. Speaking of beer, two dollar beer tonight. Brought to you by the buses. The Ooh. Wild play at seven. But tomorrow we've got four tickets. We're going to give them away later. Here's the caveat: A, you have to want to go. Mm-hmm. Don't claim them with somebody else, and then don't pick them up. But you have to be here today by five o'clock. Oh yes, yeah. Because the game is closes. set. Right. The the office closes at. Uh, there's nobody here on. Well, I guess Emery and Sean are here, but they're not running down and, out and unlocking the door. Uh, but we will. Um, I just got something from Dylan. Uh, Dylan Mods. Well, we'll switch. He's meeting with Matt Campbell. Oh, okay. So I think we'll swap um, Tom and Dylan around. Well, that'd be pretty good if we can get Dylan right as soon as he walks out. Yes. As a one-on-one with Matt Campbell. All right, but let's do this again. We're going to give away wild tickets later on this hour, and. We will, again, you have to be able to get down to 2141 Grand Avenue. We will let you know. But right now, we're going to let you know that it's time to help pay your bills with iHeartRadio and 1460 KXNO. Text the keyword. I don't have the sheet. Oh, no. My sheet here goes through uh, February 12th. So does mine. Oh, no. Well, how about we do that just here in a little bit? Yeah, we'll do that. Um, Yeah. Live radio, folks. (laughs) So, since we can't give you a prize right now, here's your chance to call and win four tickets to the Iowa Wild. Ah. First caller, 2845966. You have to be able to pick the tickets up here today. If you want to go, Eli Young Band, the concert follows the game tomorrow. Don't claim them if you don't want to go to the game, please, because I know there's a lot of people that will. A four-pack of Iowa Wild tickets, caller number one right now. Now, and we've got the caller. If you're uh, calling in, you are too late. Miller and Condon continue. Gary Ryman next, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. All over. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back. 
back as we continue on here on a Friday. Busy 11 o'clock hour. We're going to talk Iowa. We're going to talk Iowa State. We're going to give you a chance, as always, to win some fine barbecue from our friends at Claxon. Speaking of fine, the UNI Panthers are playing mighty fine. They'll find them right at the top of the Missouri Valley Conference standings. They picked off Illinois State uh, back on Wednesday night. A huge game tomorrow. Loyola, who's hot on their heels in the conference. Gary Rhyme is the voice of the Panthers, and he joins us. Gary Trenton, Ken, thanks for joining us here on a Friday. How are you, Gary? Hey, I'm doing great, guys, and uh, great to be on with you. Loving this season. The Panthers are this is this is a really fun team, guys. This is a this is a special group, and uh, we thought this team had a chance to to be really good this year, and it and it's proven out that uh, this is really a quality team. But we're really having some fun. We got some challenges before. This regular season ends, though, when it starts tomorrow night with that game at Loyola. No, it's a big spot, no doubt about that. So, Gary, let's uh, let's um, put that on the back burner for a minute. I know you've been active on Twitter, and, and I get your take. I agree with you 100%. I mean, if, if any year, right, there is no dominant team in college basketball. And sadly, as the Panthers, as good as they have been, they could just roll through the remainder of the regular season. They could roll into St. Louis, win on Friday, win on Saturday. But if they lose on Sunday, there's no guarantee that this is a tournament team. They've looked like a tournament team all season long, Gary. It would be, maybe travesty's too strong of a word, but it wouldn't be right if the Panthers wouldn't receive an at-large bid based on this year's body of work, the Colorado win, et cetera, et cetera. I couldn't have said it any better, and it's exactly the things that I talk about to basketball fans, college basketball fans, about the, the way the system is set up on selecting at-large teams. And, you know, I, I understand that in those power conference teams, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good basketball teams. And, you know, just look at the Big Ten, for example. There's there's a lot of those teams that are that are top 50 in this new net ranking system that they're using. Um, but the, the the thing is, to me, I, I just think that that when you play your regular season schedule, you should be doing a little bit of elimination work within your conference also. And, and if you're if you're going to finish in tenth place or eleventh place in your conference amongst your peers, similar similar budgets to work with, you're in the Big Ten. You all got the the same type of budgets. If you finish in tenth place and you had an 8 and 12 record against your fellow peer conference teams and you only won 18 games you won you went 10 and 2 non-conference and you're you're 18 and and 14 and you 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 maybe win one game at your conference tournament maybe don't but this net ranking thing puts you somewhere in the the 40s it just doesn't seem right to look at a team like you and I or guys a couple of years ago look at Loyola the word was from all of the experts that nice. Loyola a couple of years ago did not go to St. Louis and win that conference tournament title. If somewhere along the line they got upset, they would not have got an at-large bid. And they had a year that year a lot like this UNI Panther team has had. They had the, the quality uh, power conference road win. They, they had 24, 25 wins in the regular season. And, and – the word was they were going to get left out. There was no at-large bid for them if they don't get the automatic out of the valley, and we would we wouldn't have got that great final four run by by a really good team. And, I, and again, I look at this Panther team, and 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 I've been doing uh, you know a number of NCAA tournaments now with UNI basketball. This looks 
like one of those good Panther NCAA tournament teams that looks a lot like other good mid-major teams that we've seen get at-large bids or do good in the the, the dance. And I, you know, I, I think of Wichita State when they made that run to the Final Four and the Butler teams and Loyola, uh, you know, uh, teams like that. That Panther team in 2009-10. So I, I just. I just wish they would level the playing field a little bit for the mid-majors. I, I, I'm not one that feels we need 10 or 11 teams out of a 14-team conference and then tell the Missouri Valley Conference, you only get one, and that's the team out of your tournament. When a team like you and I is having the year they're having, and if they, if they get beat in the semis or the finals of the conference tournament, this team still, I think, has done enough to get an at-large. But you know, Ken, we got work to do. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. got a tough road game tomorrow night. We got a tough road game at Indiana State next Thursday. We got a tough road game at Drake. And, 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 you know, that's why it's tough on a team like you and I. If, if we drop a couple of those road games and, and then don't win the conference tournament, it, you know, we're right on that edge of them saying, well, you know, you got beat by Illinois State and Southern Illinois and you got, and they find reasons to leave you out where I think with a lot of the power conference teams, they look at their resume and find all these reasons to put them in because they had five quad one wins. Well, my response is, well, they had 18 chances to win <laughs> quad one wins. And, you know, they went five and 12 or five and 13. I mean, give this UNI team 15 shots at quad one games and, and, and they could win five or six, I would think. So anyway, it's, it, it just, it just seems like it's it's totally slanted to the Power Six conference teams. Some people say now Power Seven conferences, and it'd be a shame if if, if this U and I team and with AJ Green and as fun as this team is, quality as is that that they wouldn't be in the in the dance. They're one they're one of the top fifty or sixty teams in the country. No doubt in my mind. Nor mine. I'm right there with you guys. I completely agree. What uh, We've been singing the praises of the Panthers all season long, but what still concerns you, be it maybe a matchup come the NCAA tournament, the way the roster is currently constructed, whatever it is, this is a great team, but what's the one thing that maybe keeps Gary Rima up for an extra moment every night? Uh, TC, there's, there's probably really a couple of things that, that that you know you maybe you worry about or you think man if this happens it, it you know it's, it's going to be a blow the the one thing for me is a lot of guys are playing a lot of minutes mm. it, it, you know coach Jake will use maybe four guys off his bench but but a lot of times there's only a couple of them that are playing double digit minutes Taiwan Pickford he's like a starter he's that sixth man he's logging a lot of minutes and then it just depends on matchups if Justin Dahl gets some playing time. Antoine Timmons at times has played 10 to 12 minutes, but you know, the other night he, you know, he just, he plays, you know, less than double digit minutes. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, he'll use James Betts, the the true freshman, Noah Carter might get a few minutes, but you know, you just wonder if this team, how they're going to hold up when we get down to the, the end of the regular season and into the conference tournament and hopefully into the NCAA tournament Uh, on Wednesday night. Trey Burhall, he logged 40 minutes, played every minute of the mm. game, and, and A.J. Green played 37 and a half. Now, we've talked to Coach Jake about it, and he, he said, you know, Gary, actually with, with these TV timeouts, and most of our games are on TV now, and you got all these timeouts taking place, and they're longer timeouts. These guys are, you know, they're, they're getting plenty of time to rest. So, you know, that's, that's a, just a slight concern. If a key guy got injured, I guess is what I'm 
somehow for a few games. Or if we lost, uh, you know, thank God, let's hope it doesn't happen. A.J. Green, Austin Five. I mean, one key guy out of that starting lineup could also hurt us, guys. So, you know, staying healthy is critical. As far as part of the game, it's taking care of the basketball. Mm, when this team yeah, takes yeah. care of the basketball, this team is really hard to beat. But when we turn it over, we get careless. All of a sudden, it's easy buckets going the other way. The games we've lost from West Virginia on a neutral court at Southern Illinois, at Illinois State, turnovers cost us those wins. We take care of the ball in those three games. We win all three of them. Yeah, the West Virginia game, I remember watching it, Gary. I don't want to revisionist history, but uh, uh, the calls did, uh, weren't necessarily in the in the Panthers' favors. But let's move on. You know, uh, last time uh, you guys faced Illinois at the McLeod, the game went to overtime. That might have been, and this is difficult to say because there are very few bad games that A.J. Green has played this year. Not that he was... They, for what did they do, I guess, to limit him? Because he, they they forced him into turnovers, and they forced him into taking some difficult shots, and they weren't falling. What did Loyola do that uh, day uh, to keep A.J. Green from being the factor that seemingly it, he is night in and night out? Well, a couple of things. They they put a taller, a taller uh, and I wouldn't say a power forward, but a guy that they consider maybe one of their small forwards, but... He was long and, and, and athletic and, and really made life tough on A.J. And, and also, they doubled him a ton. There were times they were running two extra guys at A.J. just to get the balls, ball out of his hands. And then uh, when he didn't have the ball, they were really fronting him, just tr- basically trying to say, we're going to take you out of the game, and your other four guys on the floor are going to have to beat us. And, and it, it, you know, A.J. still rose up and, and hit some big shots, but, his teammates lifted him up and played great, but I'm actually surprised more teams haven't tried that. When he's going out and getting 27 and 34 and 35 points, you know, some teams have jumped him or doubled him. Um, when Taiwan Pickford was in the game the other night, the guy guarding him was really hedging and, and trying to double on A.J., but, you know, you guys have watched enough of it that A.J. can be guarded. You can think there's no way that uh, you know he's going to be able to find a shot in this possession with you know with the the ball in his hands and all of a sudden he makes a move rises up and shoots over the defense and makes an incredibly tough shot so um you know teams have tried a lot of different things Loyola uh, you're right Ken I think they've been maybe the most successful with the defensive game plan on him and they'll have something up their sleeve again tomorrow night I think and 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 really watching for that game when the team just basically says you know what we're we're going to do everything we can to to hold aj green down and see what the rest of the guys can do the thing that aj does is he's such a good passer and he he's had his share of turnovers i get that but he's getting better and better at passing out of the double team finding austin fife in the lane finding his teammates open um he's he, he just he keeps to me just getting better and better every time he takes to the floor. So we'll need a big game out of him tomorrow night. But I I think this team can win games without A.J. going out and getting 25 or 30. But uh, uh, if other teams really want to try and take him out of it, I I think we got the firepower to, to hang in there and still get it done. Gary, final thing for you. Uh, I was listening. It was a national broadcast, and they had mentioned it was our buddy Matt Norlander from CBS that Ben Jacobson this offseason reached out to former UNI Panther Nick Nurse, and 
They talked a little offense. This offense certainly looks very good for uh, you and I standards, what we've seen with Jacobson in the past. They're playing a little bit quicker, but some of the sets that they've done have been absolutely beautiful this year. How much influence Nick Nurse rubbing off there on Coach Jake? Well, I, I think definitely he's had an influence. And, and, you know, Nick Nurse in Toronto, they shoot a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. And look at this Panther lineup, TC. Look at the guys with Haldeman and A.J. Green and Trey Burhau. I mean, those guys all loving the three. Isaiah Brown, who doesn't shoot a lot of them, he's still been up around 40% from the arc. And I know that was a concern with the line being moved back, you know, a little bit to the international line. How was that going to uh, – how are you going to adjust to that? It hasn't bothered this this Panther team at all this year. They're shooting it better than ever. And I, and I, and I think if you watch Toronto Raptors basketball led by Nick Nurse, you'll see some similar looks with this UNI offense. Also, got to give Seth Tuttle credit. Uh, uh, when Seth Tuttle joined the team a year ago, a season ago, he brought that, that overseas international high post offense that you see a lot of, a lot of overseas teams run. Uh, Spain and Germany and Italy, the way they'll put their their center out near the top of the key and, and run a lot of their offense through him. That that was implemented a year ago by by Seth Tuttle, and they've expanded on that, added some stuff, I think, from, from what Nick Nurse does uh, when he runs some similar stuff and, and hunting down threes. And, and it's really been fun to watch. And you're right, they've, they've just run some beautiful offense this year and going to have to do it tomorrow night because Loyola's got a sold-out arena. They're waiting hmm. for us there. They're just sitting there waiting for the Panthers to come rolling in there tomorrow night. But it'll be fun. It's going to be another great game. And, and uh, just hope this Panther team can keep it rolling, guys, because because they, they sure look like an NCAA tournament team to me. Indeed. Gary Reimer, the voice of the Panthers, some national exposure on the deuce tomorrow night. And then they, as we talked about, oh, what day was it? Well, was, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, Thursday. Uh, that uh, Drake and you and I, that uh, the finale at the NAP has been picked up by the deuce as well. Gary, we will talk to you before that, though. Appreciate you coming on, as always. All right, guys. Great being back on with you. Stay in touch. Good to talk to you. Gary Rima, the voice of the UNI Panthers. And all our Missouri Valley coverage presented by Washer Systems of Iowa. Big thank you to Jeff Agley with us throughout this basketball season as we'll wrap around through Arch Madness. And what kind of odds would he give UNI to miss the tournament at this point? <laughs> They're plus... You just don't know what the committee's going to do, Trent. <sighs> Southern's playing better. This game tomorrow night, this is a tough spot. It absolutely is. is Gary mentioned sold-out crowd. It's going to be certainly jumping there in Loyola. Tough team. Mm -hmm. They took the Panthers to overtime in Cedar Falls, too. And Green did not have a good day. Right. They're going to body him, physical him. Yep. Might depend on the way it's called, how the whistles Mm -hmm. are going, how this one goes for the Panthers tomorrow night. Love that, though, on the deuce. A quick timeout. Back with more Miller and Condon. We take you until noon. Iowa and Iowa State conversation coming up in the 11 o'clock hour barbecue as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.7. States or situations. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This one comes under the heading, Better Late Than Never. It's yeah. time to pay your bills with iHeartRadio, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, text the keyword BALL. 
and you have six minutes. Ball to 200, 200. Right now, that's your chance to win $1,000. That's ball to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, so we'll do the 11 o'clock keyword right after we speak with Tom Kakert, which will lead off the 11 o'clock hour. Dylan Mons, about 11.25, he's uh, currently uh, doing his one-on-one with uh, Iowa State head football coach Matt Campbell. So Gary Rima was uh, was good as always, and um, this, this feels like a big game tomorrow, Trent. It oh, does. it's huge. It, it's huge because if they lose this one, their wiggle room really is gone until Arch Madness. Mm-hmm. And it's no layup that they're going to... Uh, you know, just get St. Louis and right. yeah, sashay their way through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Because they lose to whoever uh-huh. it may become Arch Madness. Of course, they don't get the automatic bid, but they lose this one. That means they pretty much have to be perfect at the very least until conference semifinals. I mean, they can't afford a loss even probably no. in that quarterfinal game against mm-hmm. whoever the 8 or 9 seed would be in that circumstance. And I'm telling you, Drake's laying in wait on the 29th. Oh, yes, they are. For sure. State team. They had them. And it was a good game last week. It was. Yeah. It, I mean, the final score was not indicative right. of what that game was and how close that it was. Robbins, I mean, for a long while, mm-hmm. he was... He was eating the lunch inside. Yes, he, he was, he was doing things that wasn't the same as they made their way down to Springfield. No, and most state kind of held him in check a little bit, to, to the, as much as they could. I mean, he's seven foot, uh, he's a big boy. I think he had what just seven points. Yeah, I didn't have like a good, that. didn't have a good night for him last night. So uh, we will uh, put all the four locals into the uh, into the Claxons giveaway. You know, just going back to yesterday and finishing up on our Astros conversation, the mm-hmm. Blue Jays pitcher that filed lawsuit, yeah. the kid who pitched, bug, his name escapes him, B-O-G, it's, it's tough to pronounce. Anyways, I've never heard of him, and I'm, that's my team, right? But... Um, so, anyways, he filed a lawsuit against uh, against the uh, Houston Astros for thirty one million dollars. You know why that number? And I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. That's how much the playoff share for the Astros was. I saw that in one of the articles that was I was reading. Good for him. Yeah, and he wants that. He doesn't want the money. He wants the money donated to charities if he wins. And. Nate Bolton, who's an employment attorney, and uh, we Trent and I have him on our program whenever there's a, you know, a legal issue in the world of sports that we think the audience might be interested in hearing more about. I, point blank, ask Nate. You know, would you take that case? He didn't think it's got, uh, the kid's got much of a chance to win it. And then subsequent to that, I've read a couple more pieces that uh, attorneys have the same opinion uh, as Nate Bolton does. We had a little bit of the audio yesterday from Jim Crane after he was talking. Uh, Altuve, some of the other players were up there. After you've had a, a little bit more time to digest what you heard yesterday, any more takeaways from the Astros? Is there... They're cheaters, Trent. And you know yeah. what? The, the more, the, as the days go by, the more I'm convinced that I was dead wrong when, when this story broke that you got to take away the championship. And I thought that was poppycock because I know what I saw. But you know what? They knew what was coming. And as somebody pointed out, and it was uh, Dave Robertson, the lefty for the Yankees, was on the hill in game six in Houston. And he was unhittable, unhittable in the month of September. Yeah. And he didn't get an out and gave up four runs. And uh, the Yankees would be dispatched. And he, he, it's not funny. It's interesting to read the comments in the paper from that time, the next day's paper after the game. And it's almost like they knew it was coming. I left the bullpen. I thought I had good stuff, and I couldn't get an out. I was shocked at that uh, that they were able to lay off those pitches. Well, they knew it was coming. It's, it's pretty easy. It's unbelievable. I'm of the opinion you got to vacate that title, and I 
I was far away from that when this thing broke. Take down the banner, take, take it down, down everything, yep. all the the trophy that they probably have displayed. For sure. 2017 goes in the same category as 1994. The World Series wasn't played. Vacated. Vacated. That's the way to do it. I'm mm-hmm. right there with you. Think it's going to be good. So you mentioned earlier in the program, I've been filling in this week uh, for Andrew Downs, who's vacationing for Murph and Andy. I, I played a little game uh, the other day. How many of the NBA All-Stars can you name oh, for the celebrity game? Oh, and the, I didn't even know there was a celebrity the, game. Yeah, that's tonight. You uh, don't got Big Ten hoops tonight, so there you go. There's something Jets, for you. Sharks. Oh, okay. And it's Valentine's Day, so live PD at 8. <laughs> 22 people in this game. 22 celebrities? Now, two of them are former NBA players. Of those remaining 20, would you know any of them? Well, I haven't seen the list, so I, I mean, I don't know. Bad Bunny? No. Kane Brown? No. John Batiste? No. Alex Moffat? No. Famous Los? Well, who are these? What do these people do? They're, they're where do they gain their fame? Rappers, country music artists. Kane Brown, know that no, one? Don't. Chance the rapper? I've heard of him. There you go. Yep. You got one. You got one. Don't know what he does. How would I have known Chance the rapper? Did he do? Did he cross the? Uh, uh, get in trouble with the law or something late? Because no, I remember no, Chance the rapper. I, yeah. He's got the rapper in the name. Well, that heard, really helps. That does what he is. Uh, and I mean, what was the consensus? Did most people get them? Or no, never heard of these it was celebrities? like I think it was like six out of the twenty-two, including the All Stars. Mm. Williams did it on a Wednesday show. That would have been. That's pretty funny. Uh, the eleven o'clock hours next. Tom Caker will lead it off. Dylan Mont's Claxton's Barbecue. Before we get out of here at noon, Miller and Condon fourteen sixty KXNO one hundred six point three FM.